I V M. A niche thing explores subcultures around us that make for great interests and hobbies. These range from topics like affordable art to exploring the world of coffee, hi-fi, sneakers, watches, vintage fashion, where the list goes on and on. It's a podcast with something for everyone. So let the conversation begin. On today's episode of Anish Thing, powered by Kodak Privy League program, I spoke with Rizwan. Rizwan's a very good friend of mine, investment banker, fellow watch enthusiast. And we spoke about why we wear watches, spoke about the subculture, and how you can get into watches without really breaking the bank. Even your phone can tell the time, but a mechanical watch, that just feels different. So more on this after these short messages. Welcome to the episode, Rizwan. Thank you, Anish, for having me. Well, we've spoken about lots of things in life and watches is something uh, we've discussed earlier. So first things first, why do you even wear a manual watch and not a digital watch? I mean, there's no straightforward answer to that. But for me, a real watch is a mechanical watch. A digital watch, you know, I wear on certain occasions when I need to maybe use the stopwatch or, you know, more to time myself when I'm running or something of that sort. But to me, that's not something that I'll have on my wrist throughout the day. Probably my story goes long way in terms of when I was growing up, you know, how I was attracted to these mechanical watches as a kid. Digital was still sort of very new back then. You know, maybe a Casio with a yeah, man. that little bit of an alarm uh, that I used to wear during my exams that, you know, I can time myself. So to me, a digital watch was always something which was used just to time myself in different situations. But for me, a real watch is a mechanical watch. I think for me, just the fact that there's something ticking and men- mechanically moving on my wrist, yeah. which could be made up of hundreds of parts. It's fascinating, right? The movement and the complexities that yeah. go into making a watch. And just going back to timekeeping, right? That whole science of timekeeping, horology. Yeah. Uh, So much heritage, so much start all the way back to like a Stonehenge. Yeah. Which can track things and tell you whether it's midsummer and stuff like that. So digital can be fun. But yeah, I think for a lot of us in this hobby, that mechanical watch aspect is very, very uh, Yeah. And, And the fact that it can just continue going on forever if you maintain it well. So again, that's something which really attracts me to these mechanical watches because like you said, the movement makes a lot of difference and the complexities. Also to give context to listeners, we are not watch snobs. We are not, we are not uh, yeah. 50 year old uh, <laughs> people who are uh, uh, spending millions on watches. Yeah. Although Rizwan is an investment banker, so I don't know what he's <laughs> up to. Uh, but we are talking about watches that are easy to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're approachable watches and they're fun watches. Yep. There'll also be talking points a lot of the stuff that we wear comes up in conversation, right? Hmm. And that's the other aspect for me about wearing a watch. One is that what you feel about the watch. The other aspect is just uh, the social angle. Like the watch you're wearing right now, I'm sure that's a conversation starter for sure. Yeah, so this is something which was on my wish list for the longest time. And like you mentioned, the investment banking reference. Uh, I've been saving up for this watch for a long time. So for me, collecting a watch is not something that is very impromptu. You know, if I really need to buy a watch, I put it on my wish list. I start saving for it. So this is something which was on my list a couple of years back and I could manage to buy this one last year. Uh, this, tell us about it. This is a Panerai Luminor Due. This is one brand that is really sort of in my list of favorites. And what I feel about this one is the dial is pretty versatile. 
So Luminor is anyways my favorite uh, in terms of, you know, Radio Mirror and Luminor when it comes to Panerai. So I always wanted to own a Luminor, but I was always confused with, you know, what dial color should I go for? This is slightly versatile because like you see, I've changed the strap right now. So it can easily fluctuate between a casual and a formal watch. Yeah, I think on the YouTube channel, we'll put pictures of this. It's a pretty interesting uh, Correct, and it's a 42mm. So again, fits my wrist pretty well because... If you see earlier, the the Panerai watches were really chunky. Yeah, they still are. I mean, in certain categories, but this introduction of a new forty two mm size was something that really got me attracted to this one. I think sizing is something we should talk a little bit later as well. Hmm. Uh, finding the right size of the watch. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's important. Cool. Since we've spoken about the manual aspect of the watch, I quickly want to tell people about the kinds of watches out there. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about digital watches here, but. In the realm of regular watches, you have manual, yeah. automatic, and quartz. Correct. So, for whoever's listening, quartz is an electronic regulated watch. It's got a battery. It's more accurate than uh, than your manual mm-hmm. watches. It's much cheaper, but a lot more accurate. And in the enthusiast world, a lot of times, quartz watches could be looked down upon. Hmm. Uh, do you have any quartz in your collection? I do. In fact, uh, the first tag or I sort of purchased was a quartz. And I think when you purchase watches in the category 50,000 and less, I mean, INR 50,000 and less, more or less, you know, they are in the quartz category. Yeah. So, And uh, I've got a few quartz watches, which I really, really like. Uh, the Timex Q is one of them. Yes. Uh, that's on both of our lists coming up later. Absolute favorite. And uh, I have the Bape Swatch, which I really like. That I couldn't a, get my hand on. This is the Swatch... Uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Bape and Swatch collab. Yeah. I got it easily. I got a little late to get uh, that one, yeah. But yeah, so a lot of times you might uh, get this notion that quartz is looked down upon, which genuinely in this mm. hobby it kind of is. But there's a time and place for every sort of uh, mechanism here. But you know, an interesting uh, story that I read recently, I believe in Rolex at one point had come up with the quartz. Yeah. I don't know if they still do, but uh, this is back in the 60s or the 70s when... They did come up with a quartz watch. Uh, I think it was, it was the Oyster. Even so, Rivoso has a quartz. Even Rivoso has a quartz. Yeah. So, yeah, this look down upon factor, I think, is maybe on paper. Also, for, the quartz, uh, so, so the Japanese pioneered the quartz movement, and it somewhere just brought a lot of panic to the Swiss side of things. Yeah. yeah. Almost collapsed the whole watch making because industry. Because the Japanese like accuracy, right? Yeah. So, like you said, they're more accurate. Yeah. So. So basically on a quartz watch, uh, you use a battery, it's a lot more uh, accurate. Mm. But on a self-winding, which is an automatic watch or a manual winding watch, you have a physical mechanism that's doing the actual timekeeping. So they're not the most accurate, but you can actually sometimes feel the watch on your wrist beating. Yeah. And that's the fun part of it. That's the fun part of it, yes. Cool. Getting into building out a watch collection. Mm. Now, I think watches can be very intimidating for a lot of people, even to start off with price points. And if at the moment you hear about building out a collection, people think you'll have to spend lakhs and lakhs and lakhs to even do that. Hmm. Now, at least for me, when it comes to building a collection, you can do it with two watches, you could do it with five. But your basic three styles, at least for me, dress watch, mm-hmm. uh, sports, like a diver. Yeah. One fun, random watch. Correct. What would it be for you? So when it comes to a dress dress watch, right, I would go for something like a, a Tissot or a Casio Edifice. Sorry, uh, in this, I don't want to get into brands, but okay. I want to get your view. Like, would you sure. do the same thing? Okay, that way. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Correct. So, 
when it comes to watches like you said like you rightly said a dress watch is extremely important for someone like me oh yeah who's definitely who is a professional right so i need to have the dress watch on me through the day when i'm working or when i'm attending an event right but the fun part the the diver's watch is something that is inherent to me because i, I you know i come from a sports background and most of us i think uh, when you're not working it's yeah. it's it's i think it's great to have a a sports watch or a diver's watch on your wrist um so that is something which most boys would probably understand that you know that little chunky watch on your wrist that yeah and that's also what saved the switch watch industry just going back to the whole quartz uh, panic that uh, the industry had because of the japanese the steel sports watch is watch also saved the swiss watch industry so it has it has absolutely. a little more stylish a little more sporty essential in your collection yeah correct and when it comes to a fun watch i think it's a mix of again both for me you know there are some dress watches which you know something like a collaboration watch where, yeah yeah you know say a timex coming up with a nice fancy collaboration with a coca cola and that's a fun watch for me i wouldn't wear it through the year but once in a while i would like to have yeah, that even on the wrist. timex does the pa- pacman uh, watch as well yes and that's a fun yes, watch that's have. a fun watch or for that matter i mean a smart watch is not really a watch but i would put it in the fun category if i really want to actually that's true have a fancy dial you know which i can keep changing i'm assuming you have a couple of garments or like what do you run with i run with a garmin because uh, when it comes to running and gps i think it's the most accurate and the kind of data analysis it gives you is fabulous so the apple watch is nowhere close to it when it comes to that category would you ever wear it uh, if you're not running like i do garmin? i do yeah. so what happened was recently i got the garmin 4 runner 255 which has so many data points that you need to have it on your wrist for at least 7 days to understand what data is it giving you and the good part is the battery life is like about 10 days yeah so now i'm kind of used to having that watch more as a health monitor on my second wrist so i'm still wearing a watch here and you're doing the two watches i'm doing the two watches just to get the data okay, but that, not like that's another thing in the industry a lot of times you'll see people wearing two watches which you can pull off in certain aspects yeah but sometimes people no this just, is some sometimes i'm just hiding that second watch because this is just to get the get the data going on yeah. on my watch so that i can see what happened in the last 10 days yeah but that's just for like understanding you know how does this work but i wouldn't do it like on a regular basis cool let's get to some price points and watches that you and i would recommend under hmm. certain price points hmm. so starting with 10000 rupees or below your picks my pick would be the casio oak the g-shock uh, yeah. casio but uh, i was pretty attracted to the black color so that is what i recently bought so casio so casio's on my list as well this is the casio 2100 mm-hmm. dubbed this casio because it looks like a royal oak yeah. from ap which would be 100 200000 times the yeah. price this is a watch that just it became so popular in the watch uh, enthusiast space Yeah, and no one imagined, right? That the kind of demand it had when it launched, and Casio is just just a slang, right? Yeah. I don't even know the model number. So yeah, so the model number is twenty one hundred. Twenty one hundred, yes. You can look correct. that up. They But Casio is what it's called on the street, right? Yeah. So so they started with the black watch, then they introduced red. There are some ten, eleven colors now. Yeah, and if and I remember correctly, the black was selling at a premium. when yeah. it launched initially but in india all of these were at a discount yeah i got mine at a discount in Same. india so i got the black and the red then i interchanged the straps and right now there's a black iridescent dial which looks really really cool hmm. 
but they have some 10 11 colorways right now uh these are under 10000 rupees now there are steel versions which are more but uh, under 10 grand you can get a casio you can also these are all watches that we're talking about which if you would would wear in a room full of watch enthusiasts everyone would understand it yeah and it would be a cool watch they would still respect you for the watch you're yeah. wearing because this watch has a story or legacy Correct. behind it yeah so casio i think can be on every list possible the other casio for me which is really interesting is the f91w mm-hmm. which is the most basic digital thin casio you like when i say casio on that watch you imagine this is the watch i'm this talking about this is the watch about. i was wearing when i was in school yeah and i'm still wearing it so 1095 rupees 10 year battery life yeah also dubbed as the terrorist watch because a lot of terrorists use that to make time bombs cheap efficient yeah. reliable uh, but if you were at a really really cool event with great single malt and cigars like i'm going as cliche upmarket as you can think of and you were wearing this casio which literally cost 1100 rupees again it would be perfectly cool it will be perfectly cool in fact you know there there are a lot of watch pages that you know put pictures of you know watches spotted on celebrities yeah and surprisingly this this watch that you're talking about is featuring like very frequently you know if so xyz hollywood celebrity is wearing this watch it's it's there on that page you know spotted yeah. wearing this so there's that value attached to that watch and under 10 grand i don't know if you own any hmts but for me hmt is a big uh, brand to get into in that price point i used to have an hmt i'm talking about like 15 years back for some reason i don't have that watch anymore but uh, yeah back then i did have an hmt which i really used to like sort of like and i was attached to so hmt started in the 60s or 70s yeah collaboration between the indian government and citizen so Correct. basically getting japanese know how uh, you can still get their mechanical watches for about 3 to 4000 rupees on their website and you can get a automatic sora which which would be my recommendation for automatic that's around 8000 mm-hmm. so their manual ones which is janta and kohinoor very popular you get several yeah. colorways 3 to 4000 sora 8 to 9000 made in bangalore mechanical watches and those price points crazy and hmd has that cult status in yeah. india because i mean the things you spoke about the brand <clears throat> they've sort of said that benchmark you know for how to sort of make these watches clean affordable yet classic also i think hmd is the real reason why i got into watches because the day they announced that hmd is shutting down i was like damn what is this thing let's go buy some yeah and that's how the whole hobby at least for me started so very easy to get into so both uh, i think under 10 grand casio and hmd you cannot go wrong hmm. they're just great watches to have agree stepping up to 20000 hmm i think we both unanimously picked the timex q yeah. reissue yeah that's that's one watch which has got me so many compliments you know when i'm wearing it whether it's in a picture or at an event that watch gets all the attention for you know how it looks um the size the at size, least for my so wrist vintage. you know it's so vintage yeah looks classy and like you said it's you know it's in that affordable price point again you know under 20k i think it's about 13k or something if i'm not mistaken yeah it's it i think it goes around from 10 to 13 depending on which website discounts and stuff yeah. like that and also the interesting part that we discussed uh, the hodinki collaborations that yeah. they've recently done There so was... the hodinki collab the new one went live yesterday mm mm-hmm. Uh, also whoever's listening in hodinki is a great resource for watches so uh, it's a publication in our store you can check out their uh, 
uh, collaboration of this Timex, but basically Timex Q is the exact reissue of the 1979 Diver watch. Quartz watch, again, this is a great example of a quartz watch just getting cult status. Yeah. And you could be a watch collector with watches worth crores and you would want this in your you collection. You would want this in your collection, yeah. So easily available on Amazon, multiple websites in the country. Several color dials. We have different color dials. You have the white dial. I have the white dial with the Pepsi bezel. So I have the blue dial with the Pepsi bezel. It's a diver watch so that bezel can actually keep time uh, if you're going to use it to yeah. time your dives or something else. But you cannot go wrong with the time excuse. Just again, it's got the most risk time for me for the last year and a half. And Same so many here. compliments and because just spectacular. Usually I'm not a big fan of uh, bracelet watches, but when it comes to the Timex, this is one which I regularly sort of have on my wrist. If it does pull my hair sometimes. <laughs> yeah. That's the downside. I the, can relate to that. The other thing with uh, under 20 grand is, or I would say around 20,000, which I'm going to cheat a little bit on the budget, mm-hmm. is the Moon's Watch. If you can get it uh, in retail, which I got. I'm right now wearing the Mission to Pluto. Yeah. So Moon's Watch is something which I was also lucky to get my hands on it's still in transit so probably we'll talk about it once. which one did you get i got the satin satin yeah it's more on the brownish yeah uh, yeah, the brown with the orange correct hands. because yeah. i was getting some other color very easily but i did not really want that so i said i'd rather wait for five months i'm okay with that but i'd rather buy the watch that i want yeah for roughly around twenty thousand rupees you're getting the omega name on your wrist yeah and my, you're getting one of the most uh sought out collaborations of the last 10 years in the watch industry yeah and like i said Last six months, I think this watch released somewhere in March, April, if I'm not mistaken. It was havoc when this watch came out. Yeah, and till date, we I think we both were traveling and we saw this the the display the display yeah, right. Yeah, I saw I saw the this display in Singapore airport at Changi two three days before yeah. the launch, and I was like, "What is happening here?" Correct. Man, so I'd story. already asked a friend in Hong Kong uh, to get this when it when it releases, thinking that it it'll be like really easy to get one. But apparently there was a stampede. So I in got the mall. A, I and my got, friend said I'm nowhere going close to that stampede. I'm like, okay, you know, I understand. I got an intern in Hong Kong to stand in the line. Yeah. And then a stampede happened and they shut all the stores down. Yeah. But I finally got it in retail in Hong Kong. And if anyone's coming from Hong Kong or anyone's going to Hong Kong, uh, there are a lot of people selling, uh, reselling the watches, but at like thousand rupees premium, which is fine. I wouldn't pay double for this. Yeah. There's not a watch to pay double for. Absolutely not, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it does feel like a toy watch, but I think it's just a cultural but artifact it's to have. It's interesting that when it launched, a lot of people ended up paying like 10 times the price. That I didn't understand about yeah. this. I won't do that. To me, the cool thing that this watch has done is it's got a lot of people into watches hmm. who normally may not have been in this hobby. And uh, when when the stores had those lines... You had people who were 16 years old. You had people who were 60 years old lining up. Yeah. And that was cool that it's all age groups. Correct. Wanting to get this. I think it got its own share of criticism in terms of, you know, Omega, how could Omega collaborate with Swatch? But I think it was perfectly fine. It, Like you said, it opened that category for a lot of young people yeah. who aspired to sort of own an Omega. So this could be a good starting point for them to then start saving up for their next Omega, which will be like a 2 lakh rupee watch. Maybe. Also in case uh, you don't know, but uh, Swatch Group owns Omega. So it's still an intergroup collaboration. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about watch recommendations under 50,000 and some other points.
Welcome back to a niche thing powered by Kotak Privy League program. I'm with Rizwan and we're talking about watches. So let's get into our recommendations under 50,000. Yeah. So for me, uh, the under 50,000 category is pretty interesting because this is where you start going a little premium and for the amount you're spending, you know, the watch should look fancy on your wrist. So for me, it has been uh, as a brand Tiso I've owned like maybe three, four watches, which are Tissot over the last few years. And in that category for me, Tissot T Classic. So that's a classic one that they, you know, have going on for yeah. like many years. It's it's a chronograph. So that in black is something that, again, is something which you need to own because multiple reasons goes well with most of your outfits, gets you compliments. It's a really beautiful looking dial. Maybe you can look it up. Uh, so later. I have Tissot on my list as well. I have two Tissots. One is the PRX. So, uh, so this model is called Tissot PRX. There mm. are a couple of variations available. The Quartz one is 30,000 rupees. It looks great. It's very inspired by the, we were talking about Quartz earlier, but it's very Rolex Oyster Quartz inspired, but great looking integrated stainless steel yeah. uh, watch, 30,000 rupees. Amazing value for money. And then they have the Powermatic 80, which is for 53,000 rupees in India. Hmm. And I'm sure you'll get some discounts or whatever. It's got a, it's an automatic watch with an ATR power reserve. Yeah. And it's got uh, the Palmatic 80 in the blue looks like. It's got the waffle dial, like the Royal Oak inspired waffle dial. To me, right now, there is no better value for money watch in the yeah. country than the PRX uh, automatic. Correct. I agree. I agree. Tiso always does that with that category. One more watch that um, I really like in that category is the Seiko Prospect Solar Diver. So again, very Rolex inspired, different colored bezels, sturdy, looks yeah. solid on your wrist. And I think it's complete value for money in that Seiko's category. Seiko is again, another no-brainer brand. Like I would any day recommend Seiko. Yeah. For anyone who's getting into watches, just uh, so much history. It's got all the horological uh, relevance you can want heritage you can want Yeah. for me in this price point under 50 grand there are two Seikos I would three actually one is the Seiko 5 Sports that's replaced the SKX oh yeah that's a lovely one lovely one classic diver watch uh, you get from 20 to 25,000 rupees depending on mm. what discount you might get on Amazon or something else They've recently launched the GMT version of that, mm. which is for 40,000. Looks great. Uh, two colorways, uh, blueberry and grape. Blueberry is black, uh, uh, black in uh, blue and uh, grape is like grayish. Looks really nice. And then they have a very uh, dress watch sort of a range in the Seiko 5 as well. Terrible uh, model number. I have the model number with me, which is SRPE, <laughs> SRPE55K1. That's for 25,000 rupees. And that watch on the wrist looks like a lot more expensive than what it is. Yeah. I think Seiko is something which um, is a great investment for anyone who wants to start collecting watches. Why I mean what we're discussing right now. There's one brand that, you know, again has that cult status, Japanese uh, heritage and will last. And I want to reiterate this. All the watches we've spoken about today, right? These are all watches that if you buy today, you're not going to look at them 10 years down the line and say, what the hell did I do? Exactly. None of them are that. None of them are that, yeah. Yeah, so just because they're a lot more affordable doesn't mean they are. They will not be cool 10 years down the line. And I think which is why we are talking about these watches because both you and I must have bought some other watches over the last few years. But You want to get into that? No, exactly. Watch mistakes. So there are mistakes that we have made in the past, but we're not some. talking about that, right? So these are the watches that like you said, have that brand value associated with them. 
So even 10 years down the line, they'll still be as precious as they are now. Let's talk about watch mistakes <laughs> or, or traps people should not fall into. So one that we both agree on is um, avoid designer watches as much as possible, no matter how good looking they are. Yeah, yeah. Please do not buy a diesel hope tommy hilfiger like none of these yeah so these are not something that you add to your collection unless someone gives them to you that's okay i mean you, yeah. can, you can still wear them but if you're investing your own money into a watch you buy so the watches all, that all of these kind of fashion watches right they're all made by brands who have no heritage yeah in watchmaking at all correct and coming back to someone like a uh, timex timex started in 1854 they've been making watches since then so in your mind, Timex may not be cool, but in the watch enthusiast space, Timex is very cool right now. Correct. So you have that respect when you wear a Timex. And in terms of the price point, the designer watches are just, you know, the prices are absurd. Right? Yeah, it's you, just can't, you can't justify the price. Yeah. They're like maybe three times what a Timex would cost. But My other pet peeve is when someone wears a Daniel Wellington. Or oh, talks that's, about a, complete, a, Daniel that's Wellington. a complete no-no. And uh, I will say one thing which might piss off a lot of people, but... If your favorite fashion influencer talks about Daniel Wellington, <laughs> they do not know about watches. They, they do not know about watches, yeah. I've said no. I mean, I'm not like boasting about it, but I've never taken up that brand to talk about on my page because I, I can't relate to it. Yeah. I know they're a success story on social media with the Daniel kind of Wellington success they had. At one point was the fastest growing company in Europe. Yeah. Not the fastest growing watch company, fastest growing company in Europe. Yeah. So great success story. I love what they've done with it, but zero uh, zero relevance in the watch enthusiast community. Yeah, absolutely. So that's one watch you don't really <laughs> need to own. Like if you if you end up wearing a Daniel Wellington, if anyone knows anything about watches, they'll know one thing that you have no idea about watches. You have no idea about watches, yes. I think another mistake uh, a lot of people make is... Uh, you know, they end up buying watches. And I'm talking about the post-purchase mistake. We don't end up maintaining them. You know, so it's Fair. very important to take care of your watches because eventually you know you'll have those three favorites that you'll keep rotating uh, on a daily basis. But there are other watches that need proper care and maintenance because that's how a watch will survive for like a longer period of time. So I think take care of your watches as much as possible. That's a good point. I think for a lot of people, watch maintenance is just never a... Something you never think of, but think of yeah. it like a car engine, right? Yeah. So many mechanical parts coming together. I also want to say one more thing about making mistakes of getting into the space, right? Don't buy a watch just because you've seen it on someone else's wrist just like that. Please try it out because a lot of times watches could look too small or too big on yeah. your own wrist. And I'm someone who likes uh, smaller watches, uh, vintage stuff. So even 36mm, 38mm. But for a lot of people, smaller watches may be too small sometimes. And a lot of times, chunkier, especially these fashion watches can just look awfully big. So yeah. before you just buy something, definitely get to a showroom and try it. Correct. I think that's a very important point because one, don't go with the hype. Like you said, if someone else is buying it or something which is very popular right now, you're just buying it for the sake of it, not because you want to wear it. So buy something that you'll actually wear and you know that will look good on your wrist. What about Grail watches, which, which which is on your list right now? I have a few, but this one that I really fancy is the the JLC Reverso Hybris Mechanical Caliber 185. <laughs> yeah. 
that is love at first sight so i've always been a fan of jlc reverso in general and this one you know takes it a notch above i mean it's extremely i mean you know how <laughs> expensive is it it yeah. is right now but uh, yeah i mean why not have it on the wish list maybe someday so so the jlc reverso is originally born because of britishers playing polo in india wanting a watch that won't break while playing polo so jlc made the reverso which you can literally reverse the dial so you're kind of shutting the watch so it doesn't break and the watch that both of us are talking about they launched last year or something on the 90 90th anniversary of the reverso hmm. it's a cool 1.3 million euro watch it's got 800 parts it's got four time faces 11 complications minute repeater on our youtube channel we we have to play the the video of this the watch the video of this watch yeah it is crazy to imagine that much mechanical stuff in, in like that tiny an inch of space right yeah. it's crazy but uh, th- this for me is definitely a great watch uh, this is something if you have the money you can actually perhaps buy it it's just incredibly expensive and then uh, of course like a uh, ap perpetual yeah for me the ap royal oak again it's a classic so for me yeah. another grail brand is uh, langa yeah i really like them the german brand Uh, super super high horology very expensive but just the detailing is crazy yeah. there's a there's a fun brand which i sort of really fancy again not the typical conventional watch brand but jacob and co yeah i'm not a jacob and co fan the astronomia yeah, yeah. sky that i don't know it's 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 very attractive as a watch like i mean both of us know that it's not a very conventional yeah, looking yeah. timepiece yeah. but something about it that attracts me to there is something Yeah I I know what you mean I think to me just uh, as a brand it's just too hyped yeah and just uh, artificially overvalued it uh, it is it is in a way yeah but yeah when you when you look at it I think I've only seen it uh, watch Anish uh, Anish was here some years back yeah and uh, he'd got a few with him that's the only time I've seen it but yeah cool stuff cool different stuff. stuff what what do you think about Richard Meal as a again just hype it's hype yeah hype <laughs> over engineered hype but i mean those watches are really expensive so yeah. i don't know how do they justify the prices around it but again i mean that is one watch i would probably want to own but not at that price point so uh, a lot of uh, richard meal watches which will be for millions of euros will be super super light watches yeah. and uh, when people were cribbing about the casa were cribbing about the moon swatch being a very light watch like just imagine it's it's a richard meal on your wrist it's yeah. that light Yeah. But yeah, to me again it's it's a lot of hype. Talking about brands, I think brands that people might want to know beyond Rolex and Omega and Cartier. I spoke about Langa, right? A Langa and so on, a German brand, incredible heritage. To me it's in the same league of a Patek or a Yeah. AP or a Vacheron. JLC what we were talking about, uh Yegelkultra, they 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 considered like the watchmaker's watchmaker. Absolutely. They, they've yeah. given movements to so many other watchmakers. Uh, Nomos is another German brand I really like. Hmm. Very approachable in terms of uh, again these are subjective, but you can get a Nomos at three and a half lakhs onwards. Pretty probably, nice. Probably less. I mean, if you go for the clean dial, yeah. It's, but yeah, it's around that. So something that you can easily afford, yet has that uh, cult status attached to. And for me, one more brand called Baltic. Uh, they've got this MR zero one micro rotor mo- hmm. model, beautiful. Seven eight hundred euros, just fantastic. Correct. So I'll add maybe a couple of more brands to that list. Uh, watches that I really sort of enjoy wearing. Panerai, of course. I spoke about the yeah. Panerai I own. 
so reason why I bought this watch is because you know beyond a Rolex and an Omega, you know, this is one brand that is really uh, something that I connect with. Again, because of the story, the legacy. It was made for the Italian Marines back in the days, you know, World War time, and yeah. then how it sort of evolved into a commercial watch brand. And the second brand that I really sort of like is IWC. I like IWC as well. Yeah, and again the aviation connect yeah. that the brand has. Big pilots, especially. Just Big classic. pilots, yeah. The Top Gun uh, collection, yeah. which they recently sort of are now sort of coming up with different sort of versions of the Top Gun. I'd attended a watchmaking workshop by them. And I have a certificate now. So if anyone wants their IWCs <laughs> to be serviced by me, please bring them. Yeah, uh, that would have been fun. I think uh, I haven't fun. done that. I really sort of want to do that once. Yeah. That's the other thing I would suggest people. If, if you want to be more in this hobby, just look out for a lot of these kind of things, right? Mm. Any watch meetups, uh, any activations or campaigns that brands might do like this. It's just sometimes fun to get access to... Uh, just see more watches that you normally may not get to. You had hosted the evening of... Uh, Julius Nada. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I finally saw the freak in person. But it's just to... Uh, it's good to do that. Even when you're traveling, just walk into a boutique and just see more watches. Yeah, I think that's that's how you should sort of uh, understand what's happening in the watch world. So there's one more brand actually I want to talk about, which is really sort of gaining attention is Tudor. Oh yeah, Absolutely. So Tudor Black Bay is something which is again it's, on my list. Yeah, same. And that is again one brand which so the only reason beyond the Rolex and the Omega, that, that brand is really So the only reason I didn't put it on my list was because I couldn't find the India pricing. Okay. I think they're launching soon. Or they've already launched uh, at some of the retailers. So, so But yeah, it's, it's difficult to get the India price. Yeah, but the Black Bay again, the last two, three years, they've just become so relevant. Yeah, they've become relevant. And I think I would ideally say they would still fall in the three, three and a half category. Yeah, especially if you get abroad. I don't, again, I don't have clarity on India pricing, yeah. but Tudor is uh, Rolex's sister brand. Fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. And some of their watches are again um, going off the shelf. You yeah. have to wait for them. Some are easy to buy. You can just watch it, walk into a boutique and buy them. But very interesting story, if, if I may. Please, please. I was in Singapore a couple of months back and David Beckham is their brand ambassador. So they'd launched a new, I think, uh, Perlagos or one of the watches. I, I forget the name. So I said, you know, I walked into the boutique and said, you know, I really want to buy uh, buy that watch. So what is the procedure? She said, I can put you on the list next month. But before that, you buy two other watches. Yeah. Which are on, on display right now. I said, but I don't like these watches. Like, yeah, but I want you to buy these watches so that I can put you on the list for the one which is releasing next month. So I said, okay, that's interesting. It's like, yeah, that's the only way I can. But that's the other, that's one issue in the watch <laughs> industry that a lot of times if you want to buy these watches in retail, you have to have that equation with the authorized dealer. And you'll only have that if you've given them enough business earlier. Absolutely. It's all uh, relationship based yeah. right now. So they would give preference to their regular yeah, customers course. over you if, you know, it's a limited edition or something of that yeah. sort. But yeah, uh, Tudor Black Bay, just phenomenal uh, relevance right now. Yeah. Again, one more watch you should look out for if Yeah, you... definitely Google this. Again, on YouTube, we'll put some pictures of these. Yeah. Doing really, really well. Just at that price point also, just you're on a wait list. That was a fun session, Rizwan. Thank you so much for taking the time Always out. Always fun discussing watches with you. Can you let us know your Instagram and any other social media handles? I'm active on Instagram. At the rate Rizwan Bachao, that's my name. Same on Twitter, 
but not very active but i mean whoever wants to follow me on twitter can yeah he's got a pretty cool account and uh, we've done some pretty cool things together ourselves yes we've uh, driven with sachin we've driven to bhutan and back we've driven to bhutan from india yeah i mean on paper we drove from india to bhutan so on paper we did yeah <laughs> but cool man i will see you around thank you so much for being thank you for show. having me anish thank you always Cheers. pleasure if you like this episode do write to me on social media my handle is anish b on twitter and instagram Tune in next Tuesday for yet another fun episode of Anish Thing on the IVM podcast app and all major podcast platforms.